Oh, turn me on. Y'all ready? So we're going to talk about praying powerful prayers. And I said that because I wanted you to know, you know, maybe this guy knows something. Go to Luke 11. Um, I, I have not prayed uh, over family members and stuff like that in a while. And I mean, not specifically. I've prayed over them, but not made a list. And so when I started making a list, things changed. Amen. So I want to talk about, I had another direction tonight, but the Holy Ghost kept talking to me. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Which he always does. So I want to talk about prayer because the, the whole key to Christianity is getting your prayers answered. If, if we don't get our prayers answered, all we have is a philosophy. I was with Kevin uh, down in Barangia, Colombia with Dr. Osborne, and he, he, he looked at me and said, if, if there are no miracles, if there's no answer to prayer, all you have is a philosophy. And I got to thinking about that. I thought, well, we, we really need to make sure that when we say that we're Christians and we believe in, in uh, prayer, that we actually know how to get them answered. Because we need prayers answered, okay? So let's start in Luke 11, um, starting with verse 1. So we're going to talk about how to pray, but, but a differently tonight. Now, let me, let me qualify what I'm going to say, because sometimes we talk about the prayer of faith. We talk about Mark 11, 23 and 24. That's praying. Whatever you desire, you believe, you receive, it's for you. That's for you. And so we talk about that. And then we talk a lot about praying in the Holy Ghost. And, and we will we'll talk a little bit about that tonight, maybe. But this is really talking about your general prayer life, especially when it comes to other people. And you, you know you can't just use your faith and, and believe God for them. They have a will involved. But yet we have to pray for them. We have to pray for others. So that's basically where we're going tonight is when we've got situations that need to change and they involve people. So um, Luke 11, verse 1, uh, it, it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place, he ceased or he stopped. The, and one of his disciples says, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. Why do you think they ask him that? Because he's a rabbi? No, because he got his prayers answered. I have a, I have a plaque in my office it says one man reads the bible 99 read the man and and I was talking to Shekinah Glory one day and I said you know why I wrote, why I wrote that plaque I said we say we went to Rainbow because dad teaches the word we didn't I didn't go to Rainbow because he teaches the word I went to Rainbow because he lives the word and the word works I, I want to follow somebody that the word works in their life not just because they teach it there's a lot of people teaching the bible that it doesn't work for them what good is that so, so they're watching Jesus and he's obviously getting his prayers answered. So don't you want to learn from somebody who actually prays and, and they have a praise report and say, hey, God answered my prayer. That's why I told you those testimonies a few minutes ago. Let you know, listen, this is not just a philosophy with me. Okay. So they asked him, they said, he said, when you stand praying and he goes down the Lord's prayer, let's go through it. Our father who art in heaven, hallowed is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth just like in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive our sins as we forgive everyone who's indebted to us. Don't lead us into temptation, but deliver us from, from the evil one. Now, we understand and we've heard people say for years that's really not a prayer that you're supposed to just pray all the time, but it's a model prayer. It's actually both. It, if you can pray it, um, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven would be a still good, a good prayer to pray. Because ain't nobody sick up in heaven, ain't nobody broke in heaven, and you'd like to have that around you, right? So that's a good prayer to pray. But at the same time, it is a, there is an a, uh, outline here for you to follow, that you honor God, that you know, there's things you pray about. Now, starting with verse 5, he's, he's going to explain prayer now. Which of you have a friend when you go to him at midnight and say, lend me three loaves, referring to bread? A friend of mine has come on a journey and I have nothing to set before him and he will answer him from within and say, don't trouble me. The door is shut. My children are with me. I cannot rise and give to you. But I say to you, though he will not rise and give to him because he's his friend, yet because of his persistence, he will arise and give him as many as he needs. Now, here's the way traditionally we hear this read. He pestered him to death. So if you pester God, 
and you pester him and you pester him, you'll, he'll finally break down under your constant irritation and give you what you ask. There's no love in that, and that's not what he said. So I went back and, and read in the literal Greek, the word here for, per, for persistence is the word importunity. Now let's read it that way. And he'll answer from within, don't trouble me. The door is shut. My children are with me in bed. I can't rise and give. I say to you, though he won't rise and give him because he's his friend, yet because of his importunity, he will arise and give him what he needs. So what is importunity? It means urgent request, pressing solicitation, claim or favor. Troublesome frequency. Men also, and I'm reading right out of the 19, um, 1875 dictionary sometimes overcome by the importunity of their wives, will not take no for an answer. Now that's a powerful statement. In other words, he's going to the guy's house and he's knocking on the door and he's not leaving because not, not that, and, and he's using a friend because, because God is not on the same status as a friend. This is someone who doesn't want to answer the prayer, but yet he gets it anyway. So if you're talking to someone who doesn't want to answer your prayer and you get your prayers answered, how much more God who does want to answer you? So he said the key to it is the word importunity. What that means is I'm going to get three loaves of bread and I'm not coming home without them. And when we, there's an attitude in prayer that says, I'm going to go talk to God and I'll be back with the answer. Now, we're not hoping he does it. We're going to him knowing he's going to do it. So think of a child. When's the last time you looked at a kid and you said, we're going to do so-and-so, and they came back and said, Mom, you promised. They ever done it? You wished you hadn't said nothing to them, but you promised, and that's what importunity means. It means I'm, going, I'm not getting off of this until you do what you said you're going to do. Amen. All right. So having said that, Jesus is using this as an analogy of, of getting your prayers answered. And we're going to talk in a minute about praying the word. Because if God has given you his word, you and I need to go into the throne room with the attitude, I'm going in to get an answer. I'm not hoping I'll get it. I'm taking his word in there and I'm coming out with that answer. That's importunity. All right, now then he goes on to say, so I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open. Everyone who asks receives and he who seeks find. To him he knocks will be open. If a son asks for bread from a father, would you give him a stone? If he asks for a fish, would you give him a serpent instead of a fish? If he asks for an egg, would you give him a scorpion? If you be an evil, the Greek word there is natural, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more? Talking about much more. Will your father give the Holy Spirit to those that ask him? Now, he's talking about us asking, but God wants you to have it. Now, in a moment, we're going to get into the fact that God wants you to have your prayers answered more than you want them. Now, I just got through preaching up at Tent Nation with Drs. Kevin and Leslie McNulty, and they brought the tent. That tent was donated from Russia. So they asked me to preach on prayer, and, and the night that I preached, they had lined nine denominational preachers up in front of me in the tent, and I went, oh, help me, Jesus. You know, Nazarene Baptist, I don't know what they were. And I thought, okay, I'm just going to preach the word. I don't care. So I, I did the same thing that I did. I, I got asked to preach at the Republican prayer breakfast. And I went in there knowing that I've got all kinds of denominational people there. So I walked in and I looked at him and I said, what would y'all do if I, if I ask you the question, can God do anything? And, and they, I, they all say yes. And I said, I've asked that question to groups of people for 30 years, and I have never had anybody answer it correctly. Now, I'm talking to preachers who just got it wrong. And I said, what would you do if I told you there's three things he can't do? And then, of course, you understand that when you say that, they all go, fire away, big boy, I'm ready for you. And it's the first one's simple. I say, well, Titus 1-2, he said, I can't lie. And everybody goes, yeah, we knew that. 
And I go, I knew you knew it, but you just got through telling me God can do anything, and then now you tell me he can't. Well, yeah, well, 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 don't mind me. I said, well, number two, he can't die. He's the Alpha, the Omega, he's the beginning of the end, first and last, he can't die. And I said, and the third one is that he cannot violate his written word. And, the, and, I, and here's the case in point. I'm walking up, and, and tonight um, somebody wants to get born again, and let's say Rosa wants to get saved, and so we say we'll come up here, and we bow our heads and say, Heavenly Father, and he goes, not tonight. Tell her to come back tomorrow. I'm God. I don't, nobody gets saved tonight. Tomorrow night, come back. Can he do that? No, he no, can't. No, see, see, but this whole concept that God can do anything is killing the church. Now, here's the thing. Now, listen, listen carefully. He cannot answer a prayer you don't ask. Now, if I hadn't said all the other, you'd be bucking me right now. He can do anything, but, you know. But this idea, now here, now let me say this to you because this is where we get messed up. Are y'all ready? And people on television do it. And I know I'm not as big and powerful and, and pretty as people on television, but I'm right and they're wrong. <laughs> all things work together for the good and them love the Lord and call according to his purpose. There's no scripture in the Bible that says that. Well, yeah, there is, Pastor. I said, no, there's not. It doesn't say all things work together. It says and. Come on, I know I'm splitting hairs. But it, last time I was in school, and was a conjunction. It connected a thought, didn't it? You see, in Romans 8, 26, he's talking about you praying in the Holy Ghost. When you're praying about something with the help of the Holy Ghost, then you can walk away and say, I went to God with that and I know all of it's going to work together for my good. But you can't make that statement as though everything in your life is working for the good. It is not. Amen. Have y'all got stuff right now that's not working for your good? Okay, well then, you know, next time they say it on television, just put a big X on the screen. No, don't. Because it seems like all the, all the charismaniacs all say it. You know, charismatics have dumb doctrines too. Well, don't shout me down because I'm preaching real good. And that's one of them. All right. We had a man came in here one night, and I told you the story before, but let's go. I want to go over it again. And... Um, right at the end of it, it was a Wednesday night and he met me right back in the back and he said, hey, pastor, I have a question for you. And you know, it's going to be the hundred dollar question. Why hadn't God filled me with a Holy Ghost? And he's, he's mad. He's, and my first response was, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm not God. I don't know why I hadn't filled you with a Holy Ghost. And I walked away and I just said, Lord, why had you? I don't know nothing about this guy. Why didn't you fill him with a Holy Ghost? And the Lord told me, so I turned around and I looked at the man and I said, let me ask you a question. Have you ever asked God to fill you with a Holy Ghost? He said, yes. I said, did he? He said, no. I said, he lied. He said, I didn't say he lied. I said, yes, you did. I said, I said did you ask him to fill you with the Holy Ghost? He said, yes. I said, did he? He said, no. I said, well, then he lied. He said, I didn't say he lied. I said, yes, you did. I said, did, God, did you ask God to fill you with the Holy Ghost? He said, yes, I did. I said, did he? Now he's just going to shut up. He's not going to say nothing. He said in Luke 11, if you ask him, he'd do it. Yes. Did he do it? You said he didn't, and the Bible says he did. So he looks at me and says, I said, did you ask him? He said, yes. I said, he did. And he's looking at me like, What? He did? I said, yes, he, you asked him. Did you ask him? Yes. Then he did. I said, start speaking in tongues. He said, I can't. I said, you won't. He said, I can't. I said, you won't. After arguing with him for another two or three minutes, because the only way you can do it is just sit there and just let them beat themselves to death with their mouth. And I said, start talking in tongues. And he gets... He gets his hands up. Because you know the only way you can pray in tongues with your hands up. <laughs> and he closes his eyes. And he goes. Finally, I said, that's tongues. He goes, that's me. I said, who else would it be? Never mind. 
the, the thing is, if he said, if he said he heard you, he heard you. And we've got to come back. So, so I'm going to use another. I want to say something else to you now. And I want you, you you've, boy, you've, you've got, you've got to get this. When I talk to people about prayer, they always say, I feel. Well, pastor, I feel like God didn't hear me. I said, you do? Why are you asking your body if the Bible is true? I'm going to say something about our flesh. And everybody wants to talk about their flesh, whether they're Puerto Rican or Mexican or what. God thinks so little of your flesh, he's going to kill it and leave it here. So don't brag on it too much. He don't think much of your flesh. I don't mean he's going to kill it. You know what I'm talking about. You can't take it with you because he don't want it in heaven. That's what he thinks of your flesh. <laughs> so, so anyway, I'm okay. All right. Go to James chapter 5. Are you, are you learning anything? We're fixing, to get, we're fixing to go a little on the deeper side here. James 5. Okay, Daryl. Mm. 16. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you'll be healed or sozo, delivered, whatever it is. That's, that's an all-inclusive word. For the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Now, do you have that in the Amplified and can you give it to me in the Amplified? Therefore, confess your sins one another, your false steps, your offenses, and pray for one another that you may be healed, restored. The heartfelt, persistent. Now, we're going back to that word again, right? Prayer of a righteous man. Is God answering it because you're being persistent? No. Persistence just means it's an attitude you've come into the prayer room with. I'm coming in and I'm getting it. Okay. The heartfelt, persistent prayer of a man in right standing with God can accomplish much when it's put into action and made effective by God. It's dynamic and have tremendous power. You and my prayer life creates an enormous amount of, prayer, of power. Satan hates it when you pray. But the reason you don't pray, you don't feel he heard you, you don't feel your prayers are getting to over your head, you don't even feel worthy. And so feelings are, are re- literally keeping people from ever getting a prayer answered. So what would happen if you just did it no matter how you felt? We would actually call that faith. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Now, it talks about a man in right standing with God. So, 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 um, Pop on the screen Romans 4.25, and let's do this for a minute, and 5.1. When you begin talking about righteousness, it's, on, it's not on the back screen. It says, Jesus was delivered because of our offenses and was raised for our justification. Now, your righteousness and my righteousness is not based on what you did and didn't do. It was a gift from God. So, so think of it this way when you're praying. God is not answering your prayers because you are worthy or not. He's never answered your prayers because you're worthy. He's answered your prayers because Jesus is worthy. So Jesus gave you his worthiness, and that's what it means when we made the righteousness of God in Christ, in Christ, in Christ. But too many people are sitting back looking at myself, well, I'm not worthy but it's not, it's not your worthiness, it's his. So does Jesus merit the prayer answered? Thank you. Yes. So can you get your prayers answered? Yes. Why? Because of Jesus. Now see, when you're in prayer, you may have to get on the word of God and out loud say, well, I'm fixing to pray and God's answering me because of Jesus. Now, I'm not slamming 
who you are in Christ. I'm just trying to get you back to a point that when you start talking about the prayers of a righteous man, Satan's going to challenge you. Will you call yourself a righteous man? Are you serious with a fit you threw today? You think you're going to get your prayer? You're crazy. And he starts challenging you, but it isn't your righteousness to begin with. You got the greatest prayer answered, the most powerful prayer you will ever pray in your life when you were a sinner. You got born again. You became a son of God based not on you, but on what Jesus did. Why do you think anything changed? It did not. So let's read 5.1. Therefore, having been made righteous by faith, and I use the word made righteous because uh, that word justified, which is exactly the same word as righteousness, we, we, we keep saying just as if I'd never sinned, just as if I'd never sinned. And it doesn't have the weight that the word righteousness has. Because I've looked at people and said, are you justified? They say, yeah. And I say, are you righteous? They say, no. <laughs> That's like saying, are you a male? Yes. Are you a guy? No. I'm going, all right. I don't understand you. But it's because those words, the word justified doesn't seem to have the weight in Christianity. Therefore, being made righteous by faith, by faith in what? Faith in what Jesus did. We have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. And yet, most of us don't feel peaceful. Peace is not something you feel, it's what you are. All right, so we have peace with God, and God's going to answer your prayers based on what Jesus did, not on what you did. So therefore, you have a right to pray and expect an answer. All right, all right. Now, th th that's what, quote, unquote, the faith message was supposed to have taught us. All right. All right, let me see. Where are we going from here? Mm. Go to 2 Corinthians 5, 7. Let's go there because I, I want to nail this idea down. 2 Corinthians 5, 7, not 17. For we walk by faith and not by what? Sight. Sight. All right. There's no place that I find that's more important than in prayer. And I'll tell you this, the, whole, the biggest struggle you'll ever have in your life is after you say amen. Because the circumstances are going to say, eh-eh, ain't happening. Now, let's, let me talk about praying for people. And we know who I'm talking about. My mind goes, they ain't never coming to Jesus. <laughs> They ain't never calling me either. And it's amazing that within days it changed. I'm like, are you serious? And I'm going, you know, because I never felt it would happen. As a matter of fact, in my mind, I fought with, <laughs> I say, hey, you don't know them. But yet, by, I'm, I've, I've still got to walk by the word and not by the way it appears, and not by the way I feel. And that, that will be your most difficult, um, what do you want to call it, thing you'll ever do, is to, is to stand, I call it, I call it going raw word. Everything says this ain't happening. Everything says it ain't happening. And you, and you pray and you get on the word. And the minute you go amen, you're like, do you really believe that's going to change? And it does. Because, you, you know, and I'm going to show you in a minute how to do that. All right. So, we, so, so I'm constantly running into people who go, well, pastor, I, I, I don't feel. I, 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 don't, I don't feel. And maybe if I say it, I don't feel either. As a matter of fact, I'm going to tell y'all something, and y'all don't tell everybody I said this. I don't really feel like a pastor. I don't know what one feels like. There are times when I don't feel saved. There are times I feel like killing somebody. I just don't. Are y'all out there? I mean, what? somehow or another, we came up with this idea that there are people, especially pastors, we wake up in the morning and the angels go, holy, 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 
Lord God Almighty. And Lisa wakes up and goes, hey, man of God, what would you like for breakfast today? And I say, honey, dear. And that is just not so. I wake up and there's two demons on the doorpost and says, on the bedpost and said, it's going to be hell today, Jack. You think it was bad yesterday? I'm going to give you hell. And I got to start on the word before I ever get out of the bed and start quoting the word. The blessings, I'm Abraham's blessings are mine. I'm blessed coming in. I'm blessed going out. I have the mind of Christ. If God is for me, who can be? I'm not doing that because I'm religious. I'm trying to get out of bed. (laughs) am I the only one in here am I embarrassing myself and and as far as Lisa she ain't even up she's asking me she's looking at me going you know the scripture Hebrews Hebrews baby Hebrews no she doesn't really do that I'm teasing but you know these people have this funny idea what it's like I'm I'm just going to tell you the real secret are y'all ready I got bigger devils than you do because if he can take me out, he takes the city. He, he, you got punky devils. <laughs> but, but here's the good news. Well, whatever you think you got, just times 10 it and be a pastor. You want to trade? You want to trade? Get up. You get your Bible. Get right up here. I'm going home and cook fish. Uh, But if the greater one brought Jesus out of hell with every devil in hell on him and the greater one's inside of you, we, the, whether I got 10 devils and you got one don't matter. Am I right? But the fact is, all of us, we're all going to walk by faith and not by sight. The, the spirit realm is more real than the natural realm. And the only access you have to it is this Bible. Without this Bible, you have no access to what's really going on. All right, now I was going to say something, but I'm just going to not say that. Just, well, it's not the wrong, it's just the wrong direction. Acts 4, go to Acts 4 now. And we're going to talk about prayer now. We're going to talk about real, live, honest to God praying for people, praying for circumstances, praying. How then do you do this? All right. Acts 4 23. Now, the, the disciples. Boy, I want to get off on a, this. Was Paul really a man of God? Yes. I mean, really. I mean, I want you to really think about this a minute. I mean, was he really? Yes. Why did he always have so much trouble? It seems like he caused trouble everywhere. You know, in modern day church. That if trouble breaks out in the church, it couldn't be God. I'm going to tell y'all something. If trouble doesn't break out in this church, I don't know God. If you like everything I say, I don't, I don't know God. We have to stop avoiding subjects you don't like. I, I'm... I was so proud of Kenneth Copeland and Andrew Womack in this last election standing up. You talk, it created some problems. But you can't get free without truth. And if you think you know all truth, you're very deceived. Now, I'm going to say one more thing. I'm going to help you. If your children like you, you're a bad parent. Have you, have you ever made your kids mad? You're a good mama. Now, if, you, if, if I'm your pastor, if I'm your pastor, I am going to tick you off. And the day that I quit ticking you off, you need to find another church. Because I've forgotten more Bible than y'all know. Woo! 
I don't know where we got this idea that if you come to church, it's Entertainment City USA, and you're going to like everything. No, you are not. Why do you think God wants you to get married before you have sex? Because a week after you're married, you're going to think, why did I just do that? Working with people is hard. Being married will, it don't cut out all selfishness. It'll sure start the process. The kids will finish the process. You might have been selfish before you had little Lulu, but she'll help you with that. She's going to demand milk at 2 o'clock in the morning from you. And the husband, if he's a smart man, don't have any. Oh, boy, y'all don't even want to hear this. Never mind. God didn't put milk in me. Never mind. I got to get back to my subject. You know, things have changed in them their hills since I was a boy. <laughs> Honey, it's your turn to feed the baby. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I told you I was going to say things you didn't like. I just found one just now. He's old school. Yeah, along with a paddle and everything else. All right. I'm sorry. Father, forgive me for all that. I shouldn't be saying that. <laughs> all right, Lord, help me, help me get back. Being let go, they went to their own companions, verse 23, and reported all the chief priests and elders said. And when they heard that, they're having problems. They're out preaching the gospel. They've caused trouble. Okay. Not everybody's going to like you preaching the gospel. Being let go, verse 24, when they heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, your God who made heaven, earth, and sea, and all that is in them, who by the mouth of your servant David said, what are they doing? They're reading the Bible to God. We're going to say it again. They're reading the Bible to God. Why does God need the Bible read to him? The same reason your daughter said, Mama, you promised. Now, when you tell your daughter, I'm going to take you to McDonald's if you'll clean your room. And when that room gets clean... She really doesn't care whether you have housework to do or not. You're going to take her to McDonald's. And she's going to look at you and say, but you promised. Yeah, but honey, I'm tired. You promised. That's importunity. Listen, listen to me. You've got to know what God said. And he doesn't care what you think. But he does care what he thinks. You can't go to mama and say, I want an ice cream. She don't care whether you want ice cream. I've been good. No, you hadn't. But when you say you promised, now you're on a whole new level. Because you, mama, you gave me your word. So hear what they're doing. They're coming to God and they're reading the Bible to God and saying, you said right here in this word and I'm bringing that to you. And I came in and I'm leaving with an answer because you said. Now, that's called, now that's how you pray for people who have a will of their own, but yet there's promises in the word of God based on what it is God will and won't do. Why did God bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? Because he made a promise to Abraham. Do you never wondered why it was 430 years later and not 400? Nobody brought the promise to him. I'm going to say something right here, and if you're religious, I'm fixing to mess you up. Can I? I'm going to anyway. Why was Anna and Simeon in the temple praying for the Messiah to come? Didn't God know he was sending him? If you're religious, I just messed you up. 
Why was Daniel praying the promises of God in the book of Daniel when the angel came and says, beloved, because you've, you're a man of God and you talk. Daniel was praying what God said to Jeremiah, but Daniel was bringing what he said to, before God. Are y'all okay? Because just let it get quiet here a minute. It's not automatic. If it is, does God love everybody? Did he die for everybody? Is it automatic? No, it's not. That's why we have to tell them and they've got to ask for it. Wow. There's a lot of stuff in here you're not talking to them about and therefore thou hast not have it. It is not in youth houses. <laughs> and in youth house and youth family. You're not praying about it. Amen. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Prayer is supposed to be fun. Oh, it's fun. If Trump calls me and says, I want to see you in my office, I'm going. I'm taking requests with me. Even though he's not my daddy, I'm going to take some requests. How much more God? If he wants to pray. Listen, I love my prayer time because I realize that he is hindered by me. Thus, he said to me, start praying for your family by name. Make a list. I've never had a prayer list. 30 years of pastor and I've never used a list. I read Lynn Hammond's book and threw the list away. But the Lord said, get a list. And I went down the list. And I started praying for my brother Ronnie and his wife and his daughters and their husbands. And then I started praying for Robin and Johnny and Dawn and Jason. And then I started praying for Nancy and Mark and Daniel and, and Brooke and then Che and, and Ashley and Cody and Tyler. And it takes me about 30 minutes. And I just, it's a list. Now, I'm not telling you I don't get stuck on a, on one every once in a while and hammer that. Yeah, yeah. By the way, we're on that one. Okay, we're going to do a little extra prayer about this right now. I really think I got it. God, we're going to talk to you about this one. Okay. And you will too. You know, when I met Lisa, because when I got born again, there's a lady in Tulsa that started praying the prayers of Ephesians over me. Um, at Brother Hagin has written down in his book of the authority of the believer. When that happened to me, I, I, God took the Bible and opened it up. He, he literally opened the Bible to me. I saw things in there just blew my mind. I started seeing things in the a revelation knowledge. But when I met Lisa, it, it didn't take long being married to her. She didn't know any of that. And I would, I would tell her and she'd like, ah. And it frustrated me because I'm going, it says. And, of course, she's good assembly of God girl, loves Jesus, loves God. There's nothing wrong with her heart. But I could tell there was subjects she knew very little about. And I, and I would tell her, and it just like, I say this, I found out God speaks Elisabethan. So rather than to frustrate myself by talking to Lisa, I started praying the prayers in Ephesians over her. And she would sit there at, the, at her, in her chair and say, you're just not going to believe what the Lord showed me today. And it made me mad. I said, I told you that last week. She said, no, you didn't. The Lord told me. I said, well, one of us is getting through. But what I found out with people, it's not people's fault. God knows how to say it that Lisa gets it. Just be, I learned it one way doesn't mean Lisa's going to learn it that way. And what happens with us with people, you're doing the same thing. You're talking to relatives and they're looking at you going, what? What? You're crazy. And it frustrates you. Well, if it's not working, go start praying for them. The prayers in Ephesians chapter 1, prayers in Ephesians chapter 3. And watch what God starts doing. Every person I've ever led to the Lord, I found someone praying for them. Amen. 
and everybody I've ever met that no one was praying for, I couldn't even get in a conversation with them. They had no hunger for God. That's powerful. I just unloaded on y'all just now. There are people you must pray for them. I want to say that stronger. You have to start. Are y'all getting this? It's not a game. God is limited. I read that in E.W. Kenyon's book, In His Presence. And I wished I'd have brought it tonight and read it to you because it hit me so hard when I read that. I went, oh, my God, there's things going on in my church, and it's my fault. I'm not, I'm not bringing it to God. There's things in my family that are going on, and I'm allowing it because I'm not praying about it. Come on. Y'all see that? So, so let's finish reading this. How's that lion clock doing? All right. I shouldn't curse that clock. I know better than that. I cursed the phone one time. It quit working. I really, it really did. I, one day it rang. I said, I curse you in Jesus' name. Never rang again. Never rang again. I picked it up and it's dead. And, and Lisa took it off the wall and said, you got to go buy another phone now. It's true, isn't it, Lisa? Yeah. And I had to go buy another phone. She said, don't, don't curse the phone. Just don't curse phones. Cost us seventy dollars. <laughs> Wasn't the phone's fault it was ringing. I could have turned the volume. Y'all remember ringing phones? Does anybody remember ring, 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 ring? Pick it up with a cord. Lisa still thinks the phone has a cord on it. She does. I'll sit at home and I'll say, "Come on, get in the truck." Well, I can't. I'm on the phone. It has no cord. <laughs> she told on me the other day. I'm gonna tell some stories on her now. <laughs> I think they were trying to kill me down that mountain, I'm going to tell you right now. I said, whoa, not go. Look at verse 27. Truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed. Well, they're talking to them about what God did. And whom Pontius Pilate and the Gentiles and people of Israel gathered to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. Now look at verse 29. Look on their threats. Grant that your servants... At all boldness we may speak your word. By stretching out your hand to heal, and signs and wonders will be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. Now, do you think God doesn't know what he sent them to do? I mean, sometimes we have to stop being religious for a few minutes. And why did they ask God for signs and wonders when he told them to go preach the gospel, signs and wonders would follow? Because he's limited by your prayer life. Do you want the gifts of the Spirit in this church? Start praying for them. I'll tell you another story real fast. Are y'all ready? Because I'm I'm, I'm not out of time, so y'all are looking like y'all want to go home. When I first started pastoring, because I ran around with Buddy and Patsy for a while, all of my prophecies rhymed. And I mean, every Sunday, there was a prophecy, a tongue interpretation. It was just common in our church. And one day, it quit. Just died down. And I went to God, and I said, what happened to that? Now, I'm going to tell stupid on me, because I know you're not going to tell stupid on you. I was praying wrong. I said, Lord, where'd they go? Where's Where's the gifts of the Spirit? Well, Lisa and I went up to Blowing Rock with Lynn Mink, and they had a motorcycle rally, and we took the bike up and went riding. And um, I'm praying for the gifts of the Spirit to come back in my life. And I'm, I'm there, and Lisa's sitting there, and we're all in a group gathered, and we're fixing to go ride our bikes. And, and um, Lynn Mink starts speaking in tongues, and then he says, Pastor Morgan, you have the interpretation. And I'm like, I, I don't. <laughs> embarrassed me to no end. I'm standing there going, that's, that's unfair. I don't have what I battled on. And I gave out the interpretation. I opened my mouth, it came out. And um, I thought, thank you, Jesus. So the next day in the restaurant, he does it again. And I left her and I said, God, what is with Lynn? Why does he keep embarrassing me and telling me I have the interpretation when God knows I don't have the gifts operating like I used to? 
Y'all are going to get this in a second. I ne- they never left me. I quit using them. And God was trying to dummy <laughs> kick me in the backside and get me going again. Unwaiting on God. All right. So I said all that because there's times we just need to start praying and believe he heard us. All right. Now I got one more. I got a couple more scriptures and we're done. First John chapter five. How many of you feel like you need to start doing a whole lot more praying? Yeah. Yeah. I want you to. I want you to increase. I asked God today. I said, I'm wanting this church to really kick it up when it comes to praying over things in their homes or lives and their families. I really want them to kick it up. Don't just sit around waiting on God to show up. All right. First John chapter five, verse 14. This is the confidence that we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. How do we know it's his will? It's the word. Now, that's why you are bringing the word to God. Because what you're saying, in essence, I'm going to read to you what your will is. That way, when you get finished praying, you can walk away from the prayer meeting and go, I got that. He, I, he's answering that. Why? Because he's the one that promised. Amen. You're not trying to talk him into doing something he don't want to do. You're talking to him about what he does want to do. Does that make sense? That takes us out of this, uh, we're down here defeated trying to talk a holy God into answering your prayers. You can't move him if he don't want to move. He's God. Something's got to move God. It has to be him hearing his word. Now, nobody in here doubts that if someone wanted to get born again tonight, God would hear and answer that prayer. Nobody in here even has a shadow of a doubt because we're coming to him and saying, Heavenly Father, you said, John 3, 16, you so love the world. You said, Romans 10, 9, and 10, whoever calls on the name of the Lord to be saved. So therefore, you said, if I believe he died on the cross, rose from the dead, you said I'd be saved, and I thank you, I'm saved. What did you just do? You just brought God what he wanted to do. All right, why is it we did that with a new birth and with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and we have never learned to do it in all the other areas? Heavenly Father, you said that I'm blessed coming in, blessed going out. You also said the cattle on a thousand hills are yours. You said, you said in the word of God, you wished above all things I'd prosper. I wish above all things I'd prosper too. So therefore you said, if I say to this mountain, so I'm going to take your word for it right now. And I'm going to say that the finances I need to come now in Jesus name. And I thank you that you heard me and I have it. See, don't ever call yourself a prayer person. And walk around sad. Oh, you don't know how many people walk in here and go, I've been praying. To who? (laughs) Are you? I'm picking on you. (laughs) I've been praying about it all week. I don't know what you've been doing, but you hadn't been praying. Okay. Maybe whining. In no scripture, he said, answers wine, unless you have cheese with it or something, you know. It's... <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Do y'all understand that your, your joy is a manifestation of your expectation of God? So if you say, I'm praying, there should be something about you that lets me know you're in faith. And, and there, I didn't say that there's not a problem. Boy, I'm going to say this again. We're not denying that you have a problem. We're not, we're not pretending. You prayed. You took something God said before his throne. He said he heard you. You believe he heard you. Now, we want to believe that you believe he heard you. Okay. 
Uh, that's pretty good. That was my punchline. All right, listen to the way. I, w- I want to show you how I pray. I wrote it down. I, I prayed this. I said, God, you, you said to me, call and I'll answer you and show you great and mighty things. You also said, no man is even comes to the Father except you draw him. So I'm asking you to begin to draw blank. You said, pray the Lord of the harvest, send labors in the harvest fields. So I'm asking you right now to send somebody across their path because they'll never hear truth without someone hearing it. I know you love them. Jesus died for them. It would be a travesty, Father, for them to go to hell after what Jesus did. Do you all see what I'm doing? He knows this. But I'm, I'm, I'm bringing him his word. You're, you sent your son to a cross for my relatives. You sent Jesus for them to die now and go to hell? No, sir. I'm asking you. You send somebody across your path, they'll listen to. Doesn't God know they need to be saved? Yeah, he does. He doesn't answer a prayer. That's nobody's asking. You said, whatever you ask in my name, I'll do it. So I'm commanding the devil, you get your hands off of my loved ones. So they can be free and saved. You said, I do not know how to pray as I ought to. So Heavenly Father, as of right now, Holy Spirit, help me. In Jesus' name. Start praying the Holy Ghost. I, I rarely, I don't say never. I rarely pray for anybody in the spirit that I don't read that scripture in Romans 8, 26 to God. You said you'd help me and I'm gonna need some help right now. I'm gonna pray in the Holy Ghost. See, I have to, listen, I have to do that for my own soul because of me just to, I'm gonna walk away and say, all you did was say hallelujah, hallelujah for 10 minutes. There is such a thing as build yourself up on your most holy faith, praying the Holy Ghost. I, I've got to know that God is helping me, so I'm going to bring the word. You promised you'd help me pray. Now, I'm going to pray in the Holy Ghost over this. Now, I'm walking away not knowing what I said, but I know what he said. And then I walk away and I say, Heavenly Father, you said that I'm to pray with thanksgiving. And I don't ever get off my knees that I don't sit there for a minute and go, thank you. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your word. Thank you for all that you've taught me over these years. Thank you for my family and friends. Thank you for your goodness and mercy. Thank you for the Holy Spirit that lives in me. Thank you. And then, Father, if there's anything else you want me to pray about before I leave here, just show me. And I appreciate the fact that you've allowed me to come in your throne room. And I so love you. Thank you, sir, in Jesus' name. Now, you walk away. Do you have any assurance your prayers are going to get answered? All you have is this. That's it. You say, I feel. I don't know. Sometimes I do feel. Sometimes I don't. Now, we don't have time to do it tonight, but is there times to pray for people over and over? With other people, yes. Here's, here's why. Let's say that you said, God, send someone across your path. And the next day, he did. And your relative went, shut up. And pray it again. <laughs> I mean, send someone else. I, I had a boss one time. He was a rascal. Lord, was he something. I met his wife one day, Christian. She said, you've been talking to my husband? I said, yes. She goes, oh, thank you, Jesus. I said, honey, I talk to him every day. She goes, oh, thank you, Jesus. I said, as a matter of fact, I think I got this job to talk to your husband. She said, oh, yes, you did. (laughs) God (laughs) will... You know, some of y'all get jobs like, you don't know someone's praying and you working there. Come on, y'all. This is so much fun. One more story real quick. 
When, when I lived in Cathwood Apartments in Athens before I went to Ramah, I always liked those pictures, I don't know why, where it's black and white, but one house is in color. Have you all ever seen those pictures? It's a, they're weird. And I, I view places that God wants me to minister to people like that. I had neighbors. I'm the, I'm the resident manager. And there's people that live there. I've never met them. In a year, I never saw their face. I'd get a check through the door for their rent. I'd never saw them in their car. I never saw them come or go. And then there was people. I bumped into them everywhere I went. I walk into Winn-Dixie, and there they are. I go to Kroger, and there they are. Go to Walmart, there they are. I'm opening the door. They're dropping the check in, and there they are. You know why? Somebody was praying for them. It was a girl, and I ran into her everywhere. Finally, one day, I said, come in here. And we know my, my living room was the, the office for the apartment complex. And I started talking to her, and she got born again. And she looked at me, and she said, you remind me of my sister. I said, why do I remind you of your sister? Well, you talk like her. And I said, Okay, how do I talk? She goes, well, have you ever heard of a guy named Norval Hayes? I said, as a matter of fact, I had. She said, my sister goes to his Bible school. And she talks to me about Jesus all the time. And I just don't want to hear it. And she said, I'm praying for you. She said, I believe she is. I said, me too. And this day would not have happened had not her sister taken it upon her to pray for her. And that's why her apartment always seemed to be in color when the other ones were black and white. They're, they're, y'all get it? They're, but Cadney, we are we sing apicote e cana we are no o no no are to ero we o kono o bano o igugitnakite chiche. Pesi, bitchko pesi. If you understood the spirit realm, that I can only move where you've paved the way for me, you would understand that it hinders me for you not to pray the way you're hearing this evening, says God. All right, that's what I said. Now, there, okay, there, you're, you're opening doors in the spirit, you are paving a way for them to come out of darkness to light, but God has to have your prayers. So do not become discouraged. The word, get your eyes on the word. And always keep the word in front of you. You said, you said, you said. So to me, the hardest thing is praying for people. Because sometimes when you start praying, they get worse. They just, oh my God, they went off the deep end like that deer did. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, I'm done, but I got to tell you a story now. Lisa and I sat in Nashville with Mary Fran last week, and I told her about my deer. And she looked at me, she said, well, listen, mighty man of faith. If you can believe God for a deer, why don't you believe God for one that didn't fall off cliff? <laughs> I said, well, I didn't think about it after until after he jumped over the edge. <laughs> but I've got my faith on that one now. Heavenly Father, from now on, I not only want to kill him, I want him over there. <laughs> Has this helped y'all? Say this with me. The prayers of a righteous man makes tremendous power. That's me. My prayers avail much. God is waiting on me to talk to him about what I want in life. He wants to do it. He's waiting on me. He'll wait no more. In Jesus' name. Now, this is powerful, isn't it? Every one of us ought to have a vibrant prayer life. And now listen to me. Listen, one more real quick. When you decide to pray, 
turn your phone off. Tell your spouse to leave you alone for a little while. Tell the kids, Lynn Hammond says she used to get in a car, drive down the driveway, get under a blanket so nobody would know where she was. Whatever, for whatever reason, you decide you're going to do kingdom business and all hell breaks loose around you. You've got, you've got to prepare for that. Don't just go in and go, I'm going to pray. No, I don't think so. You make it a point that you're going to prepare for that. You're going to take the time to pray. And you're going to let your family know, I'm going to pray. Don't bother me. Pretend like I'm, you're watching television or football right now. Just pretend. You don't want to be bothered. Amen. Father God, thank you for this evening. I'm asking you to take this message and seal it. Thank you for listening to this powerful message by Pastor Daryl Morgan. We hope it blesses you. If you would like more info on Word of Life, sermons, and free downloads, please go to wordoflifeapopka.com. Thank you and have a blessed day.